Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Coffin Corner Podcast. My name is Rich. As you can probably tell, I am not Goodnight Punk, who usually does our intro. He is enjoying a nice vacation in San Diego. So I am flying solo this week, which means this probably will be a much faster podcast. So if you're a fan of our two-hour marathon episodes, you'll have to wait till next week. Uh, but we're going to dive right into this week's news because there's a lot of it. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Devonna Kane, James Conner, Anthony Richardson all placed on IR this week, which means they are out at least the next four games, potentially more for a couple of them. Heartbreaking news in fantasy football, especially Justin Jefferson, number one pick in a lot of leagues this year, uh, definitely top two pick. Uh, that's uh, that hurts. A Kane's been breaking out the last couple weeks. Uh, James Connors a steady RB three, and then of course Anthony Richardson, very exciting quarterback. Um, he's he's been banged up a lot already this season, so hopefully he can find a way to to change up his running style and not get hit so much because I'd hate to see what happened to RG three. Happen to Anthony Richardson and have his career cut short. Uh, the only other major news, Van Jefferson traded from the Rams to the Falcons. Good for him. He was a big part of the, the Rams Super Bowl run a couple years ago. Has kind of gotten lost in the mix with the breakout of Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. And now Cooper Cup's back, so he gets to go to Atlanta, where they're not much of a passing offense, but he should still be the number two receiver behind Drake London. Potentially number three if they like Mac Hollins enough. Um, and, of course, Kyle Pitts is there, too. But All right, so that is out of the way. Uh, we're not going to do a top five because it's just me, so we'll save that. But we will go over our week five Thursday night foreplay and our picks and then dive into our picks for week six, which Goodnight Punk was nice enough to send me from the beach sipping a margarita, I can only assume. Uh, so our foreplay for Week 5 Thursday Night Football. Uh, we both missed it by one, and ironically, it was the same player. Brian Robinson, rushing, rushing for a whopping 10 yards, uh, killed my 60-plus yards, and even killed Dan's 25-plus. Uh, so absolute heartbreak there. Dan going low across the board, trying to get himself a win, and got foiled again. Meanwhile, I... Uh, Really expected more out of the Commanders, uh, which might as well just get into since that was week five. So, yeah, painful game for Washington. Uh, defense, so many first-round picks all over the place. And this year's first-round pick, Emmanuel Forbes, getting benched because DJ Moore absolutely tore us apart, having his a career day, if I'm not mistaken. Eight catches, 230 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, allowing Justin Fields to look like the MVP candidate that people said he was going to be in the summer. Bears offense finally living up to that hype uh, four weeks into the season, five weeks into the season. As for the commanders, um, I got to say Sam Howell is not the issue. Um, I know he's a fifth-round pick, and, and he's not Tom Brady. probably never will be anywhere near that level if he could become an a above average or even average starting quarterback. That's good enough when you're picking somebody in the fifth round. I like what I've seen from him. Some really good placement on his throws. The problem is our pass protection. 
and the secondary, which it's the same problems we've had for years. Um, they gave up five sacks to the Bears, who I think had one sack coming into that game. So pretty embarrassing. Um, good for the Bears. I, I don't know if they can save their season at this point, but, I mean, the Vikings and Packers don't look much better, so, hey, maybe they can get to six or seven wins. Um, yeah. Anyways, let's uh, let's move on. Next game, Panthers-Lions. I wish Punk was here to talk about this one because the Lions just absolutely destroyed the Panthers, as they should have. 42-24. Uh, Dave Montgomery, just a beast on the ground. Jared Goff, very clean throwing the ball. Um, love uh, Sam Laporta. You know, all he does is catch touchdowns. That, that trick play was fantastic. Love what the Lions are doing right now. Uh, for the Panthers, they're going to have the number one pick and give it to Chicago because they are terrible. Um, Bryce Young still needs some time to develop. Running game is basically non-existent. Uh, I like that they're getting Jonathan Mingo more involved. We, we've talked about him a lot all the way pre-draft. Um, love Jonathan Mingo, so hopefully he continues to break out there and get an opportunity. Um, but yeah, Panthers are, are not going to do anything this season. Uh, Cardinals game. This is a fun one to talk about. We were there. Uh, Cardinals lost, sure, but great story. In the first quarter, I believe, when Hollywood Brown caught his touchdown uh, and leapt into the stands, that was my lap he was leaping into. Uh, if you've seen the video, I am the bearded gentleman. Um, a lot of pictures on Cardinals social media of me making a very stupid looking happy face which i love it um just an amazing memory to, uh, to be a part of that the game was great for the first half and then the cardinals went home which is their tradition this season the Bengals, of course looked like the Bengals that we expected them to look like all year um just just like the bears against the commanders they they came out and and went off, and, and Jamar Chase, I, I believe he also had a career day. 19 targets. It was ridiculous to be at that game. Everything was either thrown to him or Trenton Irwin. Um, but yeah, 19 targets, 15 catches, 192 yards, three touchdowns. Absolutely crazy. Joe Burrow looked fine. Um, even scrambled a couple times. I, I don't know if his calf is 100% or if he just was riding the adrenaline. But yeah, he they looked like the Bengals, um, which is, you know, fantastic. We I... I Got to say, I love Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. It's they got a lot of fun players in that team. So good for the Bengals. Uh, Cardinals. We talked about James Conner going on IR. That hurts. Um, he is he is one of their best players overall, and and a big part of their offense on the ground. They've still got Hollywood Brown, uh, but he had ten targets and four catches. Uh, this was Josh Dobbs' worst game of the season by far. Um, under fifty percent completion, two interceptions. Um, 9.4 QBR. Very unfortunate because, um, like I said, in the first half, the Cardinals were looking good. 17-14 at halftime. Um, but, yeah, he threw a pick six right after they got a stop at the goal line. Um, just heartbreaking stuff for the Cardinals. But, again, that's what we expected the game to go like back in August when we first were to lock, you know, looking at it. And then the Cardinals were overperforming. The Bengals were underperforming. But that all changed. And everything is back to the way it should be. Uh, London game, Jaguars-Bills. Big win for the Jaguars. I did not give them a chance in this game. I, I really thought the Bills were going to continue to roll. Um, 
Should be said that the Jaguars, after the game against the Falcons, stayed in London uh, so they could be used to the time change. The Bills traveled over. Did that make a difference? I don't know. I like to think that it did because that's a smart move by Jacksonville just to stay over there. Um, but they look great. Travis Etienne, 136 yards, two touchdowns. Calvin Ridley, seven catches, 132 yards. I mean, the Bills, they, they didn't do anything until the fourth quarter, but um, they made a close one out of it. It was nowhere near that close up until um, like the start of the fourth quarter when Josh Allen really started going off. Um, but yeah, they uh, could not run the ball. Josh Allen was their leading rusher with 14 yards. James Cook had five carries for negative four yards. Rough day for the Buffalo Brown game. Um, and the Jaguars get a much-needed win. They're 3-2. and two. Otherwise, they would have been 2-3. and three, So their season's still looking good above 500. Texans-Falcons. This one was... Um, eh, it was all right. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's the Texans and the Falcons. I, I don't know what to tell you. Falcons are... are Good at winning games that are very, very close. Um, they're also really good at not using Bajon Robinson. He had 14 carries. Tyler Algier had 17. I don't know why they're not using him more. Um, Arthur Smith is, is really confusing as a head coach. Um, but Desmond Ritter had probably his best game. 329 yards, one touchdown, 28 of 37 passing. Good for him. Kyle Pitts, Drake London got involved um, on the on the Texans side. Um, C.J. Stroud, you know, still still looking good. Still isn't throwing an interception. Um, they just, uh, I mean, was, they lost 21-19. Texans are close. They're they're a lot better than I expected them to be by far. Um, I still wait for them to get really let Damian Pierce loose. Twenty carries for sixty six yards. He's getting the ball. He's not doing much with it. Um, but yeah, kudos to the Texans. I mean, they're two and three, which is uh, honestly, I expected them to be 0 and five at this point. So CDA Shroud is, is definitely the best quarterback from this draft class. I don't know why Carolina took beat Bryce Young instead, but good for Houston. Next game is the, uh, Titans Colts, Titans and Colts. This one, uh, I think, I think I had the Titans in this one. I, I don't, The Titans are confusing, man. Sometimes they win games they shouldn't, and then they lose games they shouldn't, and I have no freaking clue what they're doing. Um, but the Colts, good win for them. Uh, Gardner Minshew came in after Anthony Richardson got hurt and looked solid, just like he did all preseason, um, which is why we were saying he should have been starting from week one anyways, and Anthony Richardson should have been on the bench learning. Um, but now Gardner Minshew is starting, for sure, because Richardson's on IR. So let's see what Gardner Minshew can do. Um, Jonathan Taylor returned, had six carries for 18 yards, which nobody expected. Uh, Zach Moss, 23 carries, 165 yards and two touchdowns. He did that on my bench in most leagues because, of course, Jonathan Taylor was back. So why would I have started the backup? Heartbreaking. Um, Josh Downs, six catches, 97 yards. He's starting to break out a little bit. Um, somebody to keep an eye on. I, I actually, in one of my fantasy leagues, picked him up as a Hail Mary play uh, this week because I had so many injuries and guys on bye, and he performed very well for me. DeAndre Hopkins, eight catches, 140 yards. Good game for him. Uh, Derrick Henry, 13 carries, 43 yards. Tajay Spears had the one touchdown. Uh, Tajay Spears, seven carries, 34 yards. I... I am concerned with Henry's advancing age and Tajay Spears' talent. I really do think that there's going to be a lot more split like that going forward. Um, Tajay Spears looks looks really good. 
Um, so I don't see why they wouldn't want to get him involved when Derrick Henry hasn't been nearly as effective. Age is definitely catching up with him, in my opinion. Uh, Giants-Dolphins. This was not as bad of a blowout as I thought it would be. I think the Dolphins just didn't want to run up the score in the fourth quarter, but it was 31-16. They had 31 points in the third quarter, and then I think they just kind of cooled off a little bit. Uh, Devontae Kane, 11 carries, under 51 yards and a touchdown. Like I mentioned, he was starting to break out. Now he's going to be out for four weeks at least. That's just heartbreaking stuff. Tyreek Hill, eight catches, 181 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Tyreek Hill, let's see, he has 651 receiving yards through five games. That puts him on pace a little about 2,000 yards, I think, doing the math in my head. So I think it's still in sight. Um, He's not going to average 200 yards a game or 150 yards a game, but as long as he continues to have games like that, he will definitely um, have a 2,000-yard season in sight. For the Giants, um, Daniel Jones, I believe, is dealing with a neck injury. Um, He's also dealing with not being very good this year. I don't know if that's because he got paid and now he's being just relaxed or he's just not as comfortable or maybe defenses have a, a year of Brian Ball's offense and, and have started to be able to shut it down. But either way, the Giants paid him a lot of money and he is not earning it at this point, which is very depressing for Giants fans. Darren Waller, eight catches, 86 yards. I mean, at least they have somebody that can catch the ball there. Um, Wendell Robinson did have six targets, um, but he only had five catches for 18 yards. So very, very short completion completions for Wendell Robinson. Uh, Saints-Patriots. Boy, this one was ugly. Um, I really thought the Patriots would bounce back from their loss to, I believe it was the Cowboys the week before, where they also got destroyed. I thought Belichick would kind of be motivated and it would light a fire under him to, to want to get that win, especially at home. And instead, they got blown out 34-0. I mean, that's, I believe it is um, Belichick's worst loss at home um, in his career as the Patriots head coach. Very sad to see that dynasty just flatlining. I mean, I, I, let me take that back. It's not, it's not sad. I mean, that's life. Um, Patriot fans have been spoiled. You know, same thing with Packer fans. So I'm not really upset that they're going to go through a, a, losing period for a while. Um, but I do think Belichick um, has been a great head coach. He he should not have stayed this long. I mean, he should have seen Mac Jones last season and wanted to walk away. Now I think for sure he'll be walking away after this year. Um, maybe the Patriots will get lucky and they'll, they'll end up so bad that they get Drake May. But chances are they'll win four or five games and be picking right around uh, 10 or 11 and not get a chance at any of those top quarterbacks. Will he make a trade? I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, sad for Belichick's legacy to, to see this happening to him. Uh, for the Saints, I mean, just good stuff for them. Alvin Kamara, 22 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown. I'm sure they're glad he's back. Uh, Michael Thomas, four catches, 65 yards, their leading receiver. He is still healthy. It's still going. I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, Chris Olave, two catches, 12 yards. He did catch a touchdown, but man, where has Olave been this year? Um, that was actually going to be my top five. I thought about doing a top five most underperforming players so far this year, but um, just didn't really want to dive into it on my own here. Um, more fun to do a top five when you can go back and forth with it. So maybe we'll do that one ne- next week. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, Chris Olave is probably going to be on there. Um, 
Ravens Steelers, big win for the Steelers. Uh, they had been faltering for a while. I mean, they they didn't look perfect by far. I mean, Najee Harris still can't do anything. Um, but Kenny Pickett, that that touchdown throw to George Pickens in the fourth quarter, um, they, they say it was an audible. I'm sure you've all seen Matt Canada's face and, and how he looked upset. Um, and Kenny Pickett after the game talking about how he knew it was cover zero and and, you know, probably audible they did that play and, and Pickens beat his man. Either way, um, you know, for the Steelers, good win. Um, George Pickens, six catches, under 30 yards and a touchdown. For the Ravens, um, just, uh, I mean, that's, I don't know. That's what they do. You know, they they not really impressed with the offense as much. They had a lot of drops. Um Lamar, 22 of 38, 236 yards, one interception, six six rushes, 45 yards. I mean, the Ravens, it's a tough division. They're, they're all four teams are, are, are good. So, you know, this is when they play each other. They always beat each other up. Um, but, you know, I, I, I was listening to the radio the other day, and they are talking about the, the best four teams in the AFC, and somebody listed the Ravens as their fourth behind the – Chiefs, Bills, and Dolphins, and I just thought to myself, they're they're not that good. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just don't see it. I guess maybe maybe other people do, but I just I think the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns um, are all very similar talent wise. Um, I think the Bengals, when when they're playing up to their potential, are the best team in that division and the fourth best team in the AFC, in my opinion. All right, Eagles, Rams, Cooper Cup back. Um, fantastic for him. Eight catches, 118 yards. Did most of that in the first half. Uh, Puka Nakua, seven catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Still involved. That's good to see. Um, Tutu Atwell, though, kind of disappeared. Two catches, nine yards. He did catch a touchdown, but um, clearly Cup and Nakua had uh, 23 targets between them. So that's that's where the ball's going. Um for the Eagles, they're they're five and zero. Oh, they get the win. I, I, this game was closer than I thought. I thought they'd they'd run away with it, but uh, um, the Rams are better than than anybody thought, um, especially now the Cups back. Uh, AJ Brown for the Eagles, six catches, one hundred twenty seven yards. Dallas Goddard, big game for him. Finally, eight catches, one hundred seventeen yards, and a touchdown. Um, Jalen Hurts ran a bunch, fifteen carries, seventy two yards. I mean, the Eagles just keep rolling at this point. I think the Eagles and 49ers play each other later this year. I don't see anybody beating them um, personally um, until then. In fact, let's look at their upcoming schedule and see. Oh, they get the Dolphins uh, in two weeks, actually. All right, well, maybe. That, that'll be a good game. That's Sunday Night Football on the 22nd. Eagles-Dolphins. So maybe they'll lose that one. And then they also play the Chiefs, the Bills, and then the 49ers. So I don't think they're going to go undefeated. They actually do have a, a lot of tough teams um, coming up in, in November, early December. So it can be... Interesting for the Eagles, but as far as the NFC East goes, I think that's easily easily their division. I don't think the Cowboys are going to be much contention for that, and obviously the Commanders and Giants are nowhere near their level. Uh, Jets-Broncos. Uh, man, good, you know, we gave Nathaniel Hackett a lot of crap last year um, for being a terrible coach, and, and Sean Payton also said that out loud uh, this summer, which is not something NFL coaches are supposed to do. Um but good, good for for Nathaniel Hackett to be able to go in there and, and beat his old team, man. That 
You gotta love that. That's that's one of the fun stories of football. I, I didn't have. I don't care which one of these teams wins. It's just funny to see Hackett go in there and beat Sean Payton and the Broncos after Sean Payton talked crap. With um, the Jets, Brees Hall finally they mentioned that they were going to let him loose, and they did. Twenty-two carries, one hundred and seventy-seven yards, and a touchdown. Um, Seventy-two uh, yard touchdown run as well was beautiful. Just give Brees Hall the ball, um, please. He's so good. Um, Zach Wilson played pretty well. Did have an interception, but 19-26 for 199 yards. Um, Garrett Wilson, three three catches, 54 yards, so not much out of him. Um, For the Broncos, Jaleel McLaughlin, nine carries, 68 yards. He's filling in nicely for Javante Williams, who, even when he's healthy, hasn't done anything, which is very upsetting. Um, McLaughlin also caught a touchdown. Uh, But the Broncos' leading receiver, Samaje Pirine, four catches, 73 yards, so... Cortland Sutton had one catch for 13 yards. That, the team's just a mess. Um, you know, we thought it was Hackett last year, and maybe part of it was, but it uh, Peyton's there, and they're still 1-4. and four. Um, And their one win is against the Bears. So I don't know what to tell you about the Broncos. Uh, they desperately need to start fresh at quarterback because um, they do have a lot of talent. Judy, Sutton, Marvin Mims, that is just being wasted with over-the-hill Russell Wilson. At this point, uh, Chiefs Vikings definitely closer than I thought it would be. The Vikings put up an admirable fight, um, but the Chiefs are just you know they're they're good. That's the Chiefs. I mean, they also get help from the refs, but what are you gonna do? Travis Kelsey ten catches, sixty-seven yards, and a touchdown. Got hurt his ankle and came out, came back to catch that touchdown. Got to admit that's pretty impressive. Rasheed Rice four catches, thirty-three yards, and a touchdown. He's starting to break out a little bit. Um, Isaiah Pachenko, 55 yards and a touchdown. For the Vikings, Madison, Alexander Madison, after having a, a fairly good game the week before, kind of came back down to earth, 26 yards on eight carries. Um, Cam Akers had five carries for 15 yards, somehow did even worse. Um, for the passing game, obviously we talked about Justin Jefferson getting hurt. Jordan Addison had six catches, 64 yards and a touchdown. Um, and then K.J. Osborne, five catches for 49 yards. K.J. Osborne will probably be... The most, the guy to benefit the most from Justin Jefferson going down, obviously Jordan Addison, T.J. Hawkinson, um, but Osborne will kind of move up into that third role, so not a bad pickup in fantasy football, especially if you lost Justin Jefferson. Just go ahead and pick up the guy on the same team that's gonna catch a lot of those passes, unless Kirk Cousins gets traded. Um, that's I've I've seen that rumor quite a bit. It's definitely picking up steam now that Justin Jefferson's hurt. Vikings are 1-4. Their season feels pretty much over already. So why not trade Cousins to a team like the Jets or the Falcons um, and get what you can for him? Because he's probably going to be gone next year anyways. So why let him just walk in free agency or cut him? Why not get something for him? We'll see. And last game on Sunday night, Cowboys 49ers. This was hilarious. Uh... 49ers just whooped up all the Cowboys. I am notoriously not a fan of the Cowboys. I'm not going to talk shit, though, because the Commanders lost the Bills. So, you know, what are you going to do? Um, but, uh, yeah, the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, three interceptions, man. It was it was only like two years ago that he was known as, you know, so careful with the ball and never threw interceptions, and now he's just throwing them all the time. Um, Tony Pollard, eight carries, 29 yards, not much there. Um, yeah, I don't, know what, I don't know what to tell you about the Cowboys' offense. I mean, they are... So loaded, it would seem, at every position, and yet 
they can only show up when they play horrible teams like the Giants and Jets and Patriots. I don't know. Uh, 49ers, Brock Purdy, 17 to 24, 252 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, yeah, he just keeps doing it. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I mean, people, I, I hate when I hear on the radio, everyone's like, oh, he's terrible, he's terrible. It's like, yeah, I mean, maybe he doesn't look polished or maybe he's not doing some things the way other people want him to be doing things, but all he's doing is winning games. Like, who cares? Just, the dude just goes out there and wins. And yeah, he's surrounded by the best supporting cast in the NFL, but then he doesn't have to do everything himself. I mean, yeah, just let the guy go out there and succeed. Good for him. Um, George Kittle, three catches, 67 yards, three touchdowns. That was great because he hadn't done anything. He hadn't caught a touchdown in the first four games. So very good for people who draft him in fantasy football like me. Um, Christian McCaffrey, 19 carries, 51 yards and a touchdown. Kept his streak, I think it's 15 straight games with a touchdown. Pretty impressive. And, yeah, the uh, 49ers, man, they they keep rolling along. And uh, I am very... Excited to see the playoffs. I think the Eagles and 49ers, clearly the class of the NFC. And then when you want to talk about the third best team in the NFC, it's the Lions. I mean, people will say the Cowboys, but they're wrong. It's Detroit. Um, I wouldn't even put the Cowboys as the fourth best team in the NFC, to be perfectly honest. Um, I would probably go with... Actually, the NFC is pretty much garbage. Yeah, it really is garbage. Yeah, I guess it's the Cowboys. Cowboys or Seahawks. I don't know. Either one. They're tied for fourth at this point. Anyways, that was week five. Uh, we're going to dive into week six, Thursday night four play. Unfortunately, Punk is in California. Cannot place a bet. So, again, I'm rolling solo for this one. I'm going uh, a little low odds. It was plus 303, but I did use a 50% boost from FanDuel. Going Rasheed Rice, 25-plus yards. Uh, Rasheed Rice, over two and a half total receptions. Like I said, I feel like he's starting to break out. It's Thursday Night Football. It's against the Broncos. He only needs three catches for 26 yards. Uh, he can do that. Uh, the Chiefs, minus six and a half. Uh, went a little lower with the spread. I don't I don't like betting whatever Vegas tells me to bet because they do that on purpose. So I went a little lower. Chiefs to win by a touchdown. They can do that. Uh, and then the over, 34 and, and a half. So, I mean, the Chiefs may score 35 themselves, but hey, if it's 28-21 or something like that, I'll be happy. So we'll see there. All right, and to the rest of the game. So picks from last week. It was not a great week um, for either one of us, really. Dan went 7-7, seven and seven, did not get his bonus bet on the Bills game because they lost. I went 9-6. and six. I, did, uh, I did make up some ground thanks to the Saints and the Falcons. Also got my bonus bet uh, on the Chiefs. So uh, for the season... Dan is 54 and 28. I am 53 and 30. So I am only one game behind him now. However, this week uh, he sent me his picks, and I'll tell you, this is a tough week. There are not a lot of games that I felt confident going against him in. So we'll start with tomorrow's game. Broncos at Chiefs. Chiefs favored by 10 and a half. We both went Chiefs, duh, obviously. Um Ravens at Titans. Ravens favored by four. Dan went Ravens. I'm also going Ravens. They just lost a heartbreaker to the Steelers. The Titans have won a couple games they shouldn't have. But I think the Ravens need to bounce back. Um, and I think they'll do it here. 
49ers at Browns, 49ers by six and a half. This one would be closer in my mind if Deshaun Watson was healthy. I believe he still missed practice today. I don't know if he plays. If he does play, he's definitely banged up. And it's the 49ers. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going 49ers. Dan went 49ers. He also picked this as his bonus. Smart move. Because without Deshaun Watson, the Browns definitely don't have a chance. Commanders at Falcons. Falcons by two and a half, which seems low. Sorry, Commanders. I love you, but you just lost a game to the Bears by 20. We're both going Falcons. In this one, the Commanders could definitely win. I mean, this is what they do. They played down in their competition against Chicago. Now they'll play up to their competition. A week before getting blown out by the Bears by 20, they almost beat the Eagles in overtime. It's the most maddening franchise. I, I, it's so, oh my God, whatever. Anyways, we're both going Falcons. I'd love to take a chance on my boys, but my boys got to show me they can win a game since we're on a three-game losing streak before I pick them again. Panthers at Dolphins. Dolphins by 13 and a half. We're both going Dolphins. I'm not even going to discuss that. Um, Vikings at Bears. Vikings by two and a half, which is interesting. They just lost Justin Jefferson. He is their best offensive player. Um, very, very confused about that. Um, I definitely bet the Bears to cover that. I think the Bears win this game, and so does Dan. We're both going the Bears. Um, it seems like the Bears' offense has has gotten their heads out of their asses. The last two games, they've, they've played very well. The Vikings' defense isn't that great. The offense has been good, but again, they just lost Justin Jefferson. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with the Bears, too. Uh, Colts at Jaguars. Jaguars by four and a half. You know, this, is, this one's such a trap game. Gardner Minshew coming in. Yeah, I could see the Colts winning this. Um, but Jaguars are coming in off a, a win in London against a team like the Bills. They're riding high. They are more talented. Um, so we're both going Jaguars. But again, I could see the Colts winning this game, especially if they get Jonathan Taylor involved and Gardner Minshew continues to play solid like he has in his limited time in the preseason and this season. The Colts could definitely pull off this upset. Uh, Saints at Texans. Saints favored by one and a half. We're both going Texans. Again, I, I I know the Saints just won big, but it was against the Patriots. And the Texans just lost, but it was a close game against the Falcons, who are better than people want to give them credit for. I like the Texans at home in a bounce-back game. Um, C.J. Stroud's been playing great, especially at home. Um, the Saints and the Texans have a pretty good defense, too. Um, so, yeah, Saints favored by one and a half. I'm, I'm picking the Texans. Dan's picking the Texans. Um we shall see. Seahawks at Bengals. Bengals by three. This ought to be a pretty good game, actually. Um, we're both going Bengals. I'm not that impressed with the Seahawks. I know their last game was against the Jets and they, or the Giants, and they blew them up. Um, but it's the Giants, and they're terrible, so that doesn't really impress me that much. The Bengals look like they're healthy. They look like they're finally where they should be after the game against the Cardinals. So I think this is where the Bengals start um, start their little run here in the middle of the season. Patriots at Raiders. Raiders by three. We're both going Raiders. I'm not picking the Patriots until they show me they can score more than three points in two games. Um, pathetic. Mac Jones is still the starter, according to Bill Belichick. I, don't, I, I mean, I understand it. He's a first-round pick. You give him every, every chance you can. Um, and it's not like Bailey Zappi is 
amazing. Um, I mean, he came in last year and, and for one or two games looked good, and then he kind of came crashing back down to earth too. So, you know, it's, it's not like they're sitting on, you know, Trey Lance or somebody where it's worth getting the backup out there. Um, give Mac Jones every opportunity that, that he can to improve. And if he, if he can't, you know, eventually bench him and maybe even move on after this season. So, I don't know. Lions at Bucks. Lions favored by three. This ought to be another good game. Seahawks and Bengals, Lions, Bucks. Buccaneers are, are having a good season. Um, but the Lions are having a great season. We're both going Lions. I think this game obviously will be a lot closer than the Panthers game was for the for the Lions. But um, Lions defense is is very solid. The offense has been great. Um, Buccaneers are are three and two, I believe, but they they haven't done it in an overly impressive manner. One of those wins is against the Bears. So yeah, Lions over the Bucks. Cardinals at Rams. Rams favored by seven. Uh, I do think the Cardinals can cover that, to be perfectly honest. Um, I think the Cardinals can cover seven on the road against the Rams. Uh, but the Rams are definitely going to win. Uh, Cooper comes back. The offense has been good. The Cardinals offense, especially without James Conner, um, is going to struggle to score points. But I'd like to believe this game will be closer than seven points. Maybe not. I don't know. Just talking about it out loud just now and, and remembering that James Conner's out. It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, Cooper Cup's back for the Rams, and yeah, maybe they don't cover seven. I don't know. Don't listen to me. Uh, Eagles at Jets. Eagles favored by seven. I actually I can't believe the Eagles are only favored by seven. I know the Jets just beat the Broncos 31-20, but that was a Nathaniel Hackett revenge game where they were extra motivated, and it was the Broncos. Um, I think the Eagles... The Jets do have a good defense, but the Eagles... We'll win this one handily. We're both going Eagles. Um, I think we. Both, well, I think I mentioned Dan's going Rams last one too. Um, so far, we've all had the same. Every game's been the same. Um, Giants and Bills. Bills favored by fourteen. This is still. This is the Sunday night game. Like, this should have been flexed. They should have moved this game out and put the Lions, Bucks, or Seahawks, Bengals into Sunday night because this is ridiculous. Giants and Bills. Bills by fourteen. We're both picking the Bills. I mean, come on. Um, and then Monday night, Cowboys at Chargers, Cowboys by two and a half. This is our one difference this week. Dan is going with the Chargers. I completely understand and respect that, but I am going to go with a bit of a re reverse jinx, but also the mindset that the Cowboys just lost big in prime time. The NFL won't allow them to lose in prime time for two weeks in a row. I'm going with the Cowboys. I think I'd love to see them lose, obviously. I'd like that to be on record. Um, they are favored by two and a half. I don't know why. I think the Chargers are the better team, but I think the Cowboys are the uh, NFL's choice. They don't want to see the Cowboys being two and four. Is that what they'd be, or would they be three and two? Hold on. I think they'd be two and four. Two and three, three and three, three and they'd be three and three. I don't know, but even then, three and three Cowboys. I mean, the NFC is already weak. The NFL can't allow the Cowboys to lose two straight prime time games. Um, so I am going with the Cowboys, unfortunately. So there you go. Those are our picks for this week. Uh, only one different. Uh, oh, and I forgot my bonus. Actually, I didn't even place one yet. Whoops. Um. Well. Oh man. Honestly, 
I'm gonna join Punk with the 49ers game because it's under seven. They're favored by six and a half. Every other game that I'm confident in is favored by seven or more. Because um, even the Colts Jaguars at four and a half, I, like I mentioned, I could see the Colts winning that. I really could. Um, and then the other ones, you know, Seahawks Bengals. Patriot Raiders, you know, you never know. Patriots could finally figure something out on offense. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the 49ers, too. So we're both picking the 49ers for our, for our bonus bet. Favored by six and a half over the Browns, especially the Browns without, probably without Deshaun Watson. I think that line's going to grow by, by Sunday because he will be announced as not playing. All right, so that was the week six picks. Now we're going to dive into our fantasy sleeper section. Week five recap. It was actually a pretty good week in week five for us. Um, I hit on two of the four. Uh, Dan hit on one of the four, but his running back was uh, a push because Jameer Gibbs ended up not playing. One of the rough things that happens when you record the podcast on Wednesday and the guy gets hurt in practice on Friday. Um, but Dan went with Mac Jones as his quarterback. Um, yeah, we unfortunately we all saw what the Patriots did. He finished with 5.5 points. I picked Justin Fields as my quarterback. He was ranked 13th, but I felt like he would overperform that. And boy, howdy, did he. 44.8 points in our leagues. Number one quarterback of the week. Uh, running backs, I mentioned Dan with Jameer Gibbs, who did not play. I went with Brees Hall. He was ranked 20th against Denver. Finished third with 30.4 points. So boom, boom, right off the bat there. And then I kind of petered out. Uh, but... Dan's receiver, he went with Tutu Atwell, who I mentioned during the, the recap of that game, kind of got buried behind Cup and Nakua. He finished 55th with 8.9 points. I had Michael Pittman against Tennessee. He finished 44th with 10.2 points because Josh Downs kind of took over a little bit there. So something to watch. Tight ends, uh, Dan hit with John U. Smith. He was ranked 18th, finished 10th with 12.7 points. How ridiculous is the tight end position that 12.7 points is the 10th finish? That is a starting tight end in a 12-team league. 12.7 points. Ridiculous. Um, anyways, I won with Tyler Higby against Philly. Um, he didn't do nothing. He had four points. That was that was pathetic. But Dan went 1-2-1. I went 2-2-0. Two, two, oh. So for the season, Dan is 6-7-3. I am 4-6-6. Six, six. Uh, a lot of pushes for me, which... Honestly, if it's a push and a guy performs exactly where he's ranked to, hey, I'm fine with that. I'm shooting for guys that break out. Um, but this week, again, with Dan on vacay, it's just me. So my four sleepers for this week. Uh, quarterbacks, I'm going with Desmond Ritter uh, against the Commanders. I mean, Justin Fields just did it. Why can't he? He actually had his best week of his season, uh, of his career uh, last week. I think it'll continue against the Commanders. We cannot cover deep, so guys like Kyle Pitts and maybe the newly acquired Van Jefferson can get deep. He can also scramble, um, which is something our linebackers can't cover either. So he's he's ranked 24th right now. Um, I think it's it's easy for him to finish above that, maybe even to the top 12. Running backs, I'm going with Alexander Madison against Chicago, who, um, despite what the Commanders did last week, Chicago's not good against the run. The commanders just didn't want to run against them. But Alexander Madison, he's ranked 19th right now against Chicago. I think, especially without Justin Jefferson, the Vikings are going to want to run the ball, control the clock, and Madison is, is going to have a pretty good week against the Bears' nameless front four. I dare you to name a single one of them that isn't Yannick Nakua because he is literally the only one I know. 
Uh, wide receiver, I mentioned it earlier, Rasheed Rice. Uh, he is ranked 58th right now going into Thursday Night Football tomorrow against Denver. Um, I've, I've got my prop bet on him. I really do think he's starting to um, break out of that big group of receivers they've got that are not named Travis Kelsey. Um, and again, he's ranked 58th. He doesn't have to do much to to finish above that. Um, if you need a flex option like with bye weeks or with injuries, worth picking up Rasheed Rice, plug him into your flex. The guy gets 10 points and he'll finish above 58th um, and maybe catch a touchdown and there you go. And then for tight end, I'm sticking with the Desmond Ritter train. I'm going with Kyle Pitts. He is ranked 12th right now, so he is ranked as a starting tight end in standard leagues. But he has the potential to finish as the number one tight end this week. Had a good game last week. Now he's going against a terrible pass defense. Yes, the Falcons also have Bishon Robinson, but they apparently don't want to use him. Um, so if they do decide to air it out against our weak secondary, um, Kyle Pitts could have himself a monster game. And there you go. That is our week six podcast, season two, episode 13, clocking in at under an hour. See how much shorter it is when it's only me talking because, frankly, my throat gets sore and I don't want to sit here talking for two hours by myself. So thank you all for listening. Um, Please do like and subscribe to our podcast. Leave a comment if you want. Um, tell us you hate us, you love us, just whatever, interact with us because that's what pushes the algorithms. You can also find us on TikTok, Coffin Corners. Let me look it up. I don't know. Punk has this all memorized. I apologize. I got to look stuff up. Uh, what is it? It is Coffin Corner Podcast on TikTok. There you go. Coffin Corner Podcast. You can also find our channel on YouTube where we usually do a live stream. But because it's just me, I didn't want to mess around with Streamlabs. I am not as tech savvy as Punk is. I figured it was just easier to turn on my mic and jabber on on my own. Plus, honestly, not having a camera on me makes this so much more relaxing. I don't have to worry about what my stupid face looks like. Uh, Where is our channel on YouTube? It is at Coffin Corner on YouTube. There you go. Usually Wednesday nights we stream, catch the live stream. Next Wednesday we'll be back. And yeah, there you go, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening and we will see you next week. Bye everyone.